Hey, you guys. <laughs> Why was I trying to add some choreography and shit? <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I hope y'all are doing good. Can y'all hear me? Can everybody see me? Okay, good, 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 good. I am Team Purple Rain, okay? Still representing that Prince. Um, they got another event going on for Prince um, later. So I'm super excited. So yesterday I got time. Definitely representing my city. I hope you guys are doing good. Thank y'all for joining me, honey. <laughs> y'all like the purple? Okay, that's what's up. It's a lot going on. When I tell you, I am exhausted. We have what? What is today? Monday. We have, I think like five, four days left till the event. Oh my gosh. It's a lot to still do, but we got basically everything done. We have about a hundred tickets left. So the fact that, you know, we have sold so many tickets already, the fact that people are flying in from all over, all over the country, not only guests like, you know, my tea sippers, but celebrity guests that are coming as well. I am like super excited. This is like the biggest production I have ever put on. So I know the last few tickets left is going to be mainly for people in ATL. Cause if you haven't got your plane tickets and figured out your car situation by now, you're not coming. So if you're in ATL, make sure you get your tickets at lovelyteapodcast.com. The link will be down below. Get them before Friday because if you're trying to come at the last minute, there probably won't be any left and they're going to be more money. So if you want to get them now, get them now because we only have about 100 tickets left. Um, the I think we have like maybe like 10 party tickets left and that's it. But it is going to be, oh my God, like I'm overwhelmed. I don't think I can do this again. It is so many moving parts. Like I was literally on the phone with Atlanta PD, like the head of Atlanta PD. This is how big my shit is, okay? Talking to the head of Atlanta PD, he's a tea sipper. Shout out fellow officer. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's a tea sipper. And so just coordinating stuff for safety. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of shit going on out here. We're not playing them games, okay? So making sure everybody's safe. You know what I'm saying? Not just myself, but everybody that's coming. So Atlanta PD will be there, okay? To protect all of us. So this is like, I'm blown away. Like my phone keeps ringing and it's like, you know, another person who wants me to interview. Like this show is literally at this point overbooked. It's overbooked. I'm like, I don't know how I can fit in such and such celebrity because we got such and such and such and such. Like it's literally overbooked, but we're going to make it work. You know what I'm saying? I just, I'm super excited. I just, I really am. I'm excited. It's a lot of work. It's been a lot of sleepless nights. This has been like literally over three months of planning. So to know that it's like right around the corner, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm probably going to be on stage crying and shit. Don't judge me because I've never done this before. So, <laughs> but um, I don't care. Y'all know I'm. it's like family. Y'all are like family. So the fact that we're all going to be like enjoying this moment together in Atlanta just makes me super excited. Um, we got everything for the party, the tables. Uh, we went over the hors d'oeuvres over the weekend. So it's been so many moving parts. So I cannot wait to see y'all. Um, for the people that I've been working with, as far as like your tickets, um, cause there's some people, you know, they're going through stuff. So, and I know they're like, like diehard tea sippers. 
You guys will be getting your emails later on tonight. Dustin is working on those. So if you've not gotten your email with your ticket information, you will be getting them tonight. So don't worry. We have you on the list. You are fine. So, whew, yes. No, this is not going to be a lie. But see, my phone keeps going off. I'm going to have to call her back. Um, it's not going to be a live streamed event um, for like the internet. No, of course not. People are buying tickets. I'm not going to stream it live. This is a private event. So if you want to come, you need to buy a ticket and come. If you miss it, you're going to be, and you live in Atlanta and you miss it, you're going to feel some type of way. Because when I tell you, a lot of people are coming through. A lot of celebrities really rock with me and they are coming through. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be interviewing them and just having fun. And on top of that, we're going to be, it's going to be so many different nuances. Like I'm bringing in somebody from LA and we're going to be talking about, you know, everything from health and wellness um, to celebrity news, people spilling tea, you know, it's going to be a lot of different nuances. So it's going to be fun, you know, and then we got the vendors situated. So it's going to be, you know, a lot of black vendors So make sure y'all support them as well. So it's just been a lot. It's been a lot. Like, I feel like I'm going 50 miles an hour, but it's all coming together. Good. So I just want to let people know, you know, if you want to come, especially from Atlanta, get your tickets now because once they are gone, do not DM me, don't tweet me, don't text me. I had people calling last week trying to arrange flights to go down there. If you ain't got your flights and stuff together by now, there's nothing I can do. So I'm really making this out for the people in Atlanta because it's going to be very hard for a lot of y'all, unless you're a celebrity, to get like last minute flights. They're going to be super expensive to fly in last minute. So I'm I'm excited. Y'all are gonna be blown away by the that by the things that we're gonna be talking about. Just the set design, like you know what? After this, fuck that. BT, uh, TV One, all you companies need to hire me for production. <laughs> okay, I should be in charge of the Bravo Real Housewives reunion. All this stuff that we put together, y'all gonna be blown away. Y'all gonna be blown away. Y'all's not going to be in somebody's smoke filled basement. This is just gonna be dope. It's going to be like a real live taping, a real live show. Y'all going to be blown away with just everything I have envisioned in my brain come into reality. And then the after party Saturday, the after party is going to be super lit because, you know, ain't no party like a tea sipper party. So if you come to my Zoom parties, you already know it's going to be lit. We got a dope ass DJ. So I'm super duper excited. So make sure. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm going to top my shit. SW for real. <laughs> As Debbie said, talk your shit, T, for real. You know what I'm saying? I got this from the mud. I've been grinding for years. I don't need to sit here and beg nobody to do shit. I'm creating my own table. And I love the fact that so many people in the community respect that. Like, they respect that I'm doing this by myself. Everything from the police to the restauranteurs to the venues where we're having the events at uh, to the celebrities. Like, people just really have respect that I'm putting my money where my mouth is. So many times we sit here begging people, you know, I, I should be there and I wasn't invited and I want to be a part of something. Fuck that. Create your own shit. Okay. If they won't let you on their TV shows, on their podcast, create your own platform and then you'll see them come running. So yeah, I'm going to top my shit, boo. Me and my tea sippers. They said that I couldn't bring people to Atlanta. Nobody would come. You're not big enough. You're not verified. We're down to 100 tickets. Real talk. So again, believe in yourself, period, point blank. Okay? So I'm done. Just want y'all to know, thank y'all for hitting the like button. Shout out to all 5,000 people in here. How y'all doing? Welcome. 
So let's go ahead. I just wanted to go ahead and get that out the way. Um, Friday's going to be popping. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited. Um, so there's a lot going on right now. We're going to talk about, we, we still on Monique because Monique is still on Monique. Okay. So when I did the uh, call-in show, what was that? I don't even know. Like my days are so mixed. I think it was Friday. We did the call-in show, the green room show. And so at that point, Monique was mad at Vivica Fox or, you know, she was, you know, kind of talking real spicy to Vivica, you know, her, her husband, you know, Zaddy, he was talking spicy. He was like, Vivica who? Who's Vivica? Vivica who? And I'm like, Sydney, stop. You're being real extra, sir. We don't even know who you are outside of this whole Monique debacle. Okay. So, you know, what I found funny is that they had all this smoke for Vivica. Let me go ahead and refresh y'all's memory, child. They had all this spice. We really good Fox. Let me find my thing. Okay. I'm going to play y'all once again for people who missed it. I'm going to play y'all what Vivica said. She didn't say anything bad. She wasn't being mean. She was just giving commentary. And then we're going to play y'all with Zaddy. <laughs> what he had to say about the situation. Let me go ahead and share my screen real quick. Give me just a second here. Oh, that was real spicy with Vivica, child. All right. We're going to play this real quick. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu way too personal in front of the audience. Right. Listen, we've been in COVID. We ain't been able to do shows for, you know, they were having to do shows by Zoom. So the fact that people paid really good money, respect that. Respect your audience. Right. Do your wonderful performance. And I just feel like Monique has made so many strides in coming back that she's been getting her apologies from everyone for the years of feeling that she was taken for granted. Baby sister, I get you standing up for yourself. Ain't nothing wrong with standing up for yourself mm-hmm. but it ain't what you say it's how you say it and i just I- okay so that is what vivica had to say so now let me show y'all monique's response her and zaddy's response um to vivica make sure y'all get y'all's neck ready you know it's gonna be a sideways situation give me just a second here all right y'all ready everybody got your neck ready <laughs> Let me go ahead and share this screen real quick. Give me just a second here. All right. So for those of you who have questions about how I handle my stage performance, listen, that's my stage performance, and I'm unapologetic about it, Vivica. I'm unapologetic about that stage that I go on. Vivica who? Vivica A. Fox. I'm unapologetic about what I do on that stage. What you are not is a stand-up comedian by far. 
So for you to have any questions about it, ask somebody that can really educate you on what that stage is, not someone that want to host and take female comedians around and get paid off of their craft. See, I don't mess with anybody, y'all. And this on Friday. So then I was told that Corey Holcomb went in Monique, okay, for like a good 20 minutes. I'm not going to play you the full 20 minutes, but Corey was not playing. He went in, and you're going to see how the energy is very different <laughs> in response to Corey Holcomb. As we all know, Corey has been in the industry for years. He's more underground. He's, you know, I don't think he's as big mainstream. He's more underground, but he is a funny comic and Corey don't care because he's not corporate. So Corey going to say what he want to say. If you like him, you like him. If you don't, it is what it is. So Corey was addressing the situation. So I want to play out what Corey had to say about, you know, the Zaddy and Monique situation. And then I'm going to play y'all their response to Corey and uh, the 5150 show. So give me just a second here. Okay. Being the headliner on the Queens of Comedy, but watch this. Watch this. Y'all ready for this? America, you ready for this? The building wasn't half full. So if you're such a headliner, why you couldn't fill up the building? The building wasn't half full. I'll be there in December. We might do two shows. And I ain't never had a TV show. The people ain't fuck with me because I ain't going to get on there and say, God damn it, that hog walk made me go. That <laughs> 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 sucker ass comedy the fuck out of here. All you can do is talk bitter shit. The fuck is you talking about? You sitting there being shitting on motherfuckers, bragging on your resume. Your contract wasn't right. Your resume obviously ain't shit. Didn't you win a movie for being the worst Cinematographic bomb in the history of movies. Watch Precious. So basically, at the end of the day, what do you, how would you uh, word it that should have taken place? Somebody say she's a good actress. Okay, oh. let's give her a good actress. 50 Cent said he about to put her in the yeah, show. Yeah. So 50 Cent could maybe help the bitch. But in comedy, no. You know you ain't shit, so you start shit. I this is called this is called insecure bitch syndrome. All bitches who are insecure about shit find ways to jump shit off. Try to get all the women on your side and all that shit. Bitch, you ain't crack no jokes. You ain't crack no jokes. So you basically what are jokes? So is it just an unprofessional move? She shouldn't have just she, she went up there and shit it all over that man. DL didn't shit all over her. DL got a corporate job. He getting corporate money. He can't do the same shit she do. It was like he was just answering her back. I'm right? not making no excuses for him because I'd have did the shit anyway. What the girl say? A fat bitch talking shit about me. <laughs> you better be a bad bitch talking shit about me. <laughs> you better be a bad bitch Damn. talking shit about that me. Been the I'm going to see. eat. That's been the sign to see. 
Because they have been going so they have been going back and forth on the most memorable stage moment I can think of with her. <laughs> she did the fat girls doing Beyonce shit. Got me doing some crazy right now. It was a whole bunch of fat bitches and her dancing like Beyonce. That's the funniest shit I've ever seen her do. And it's still buffoonery. Sell out some shows on some jokes. You can't. No matter what you say about who you are, I'm 30 years in the game. The building was half full. Okay, I think he's done. <laughs> I didn't know he was done yet, but he went in literally for like 20 minutes. Okay. He went in, you know, Corey don't got no chill. And I think he has done while and out. Somebody was asking, is that Corey from while and out? He has done while and out before. Um, so let me play out Monique's first response to Corey. Okay. This is when it first went viral and say everybody's running to Monique. Corey talked about you, Monique, you know, cause she has smoke for Vivica. Now this is her response to Corey. This was the first response. Go ahead and share this with y'all real quick. <laughs> and guess who's back there? Zaddy. <laughs> I'm going to roast Corey Holcomb. I'm not. Corey Holcomb has been doing Corey Holcomb, baby, for years, I think. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Corey Holcomb. Get yours, baby. Get yours. D.L. Hughley, on the other hand, that's a different story. Okay. So... She didn't want that smoke with Corey. So then she did an interview. Uh, I forgot who this is with. I wrote their name down. It is ZZZ Presents. She had did an interview with them um, over the weekend where she kind of, you know, spoke about the situation further. So I want to go ahead and play you guys a snippet of that interview here. She talked about Corey a bit more. Let me pull that up. But notice the attitude that her and Zaddy have. Not as spicy. Uh, Zaddy's not in the background talking about Corey. Who? Who's Corey? <laughs> he don't have the same type of spice for Corey, honey, like he had for Vivica. Vivica, who? You know damn well who Vivica Fox is. Quit playing. Quit playing, Zaddy. <laughs> so y'all check this out. I'm not mad at Corey Holcomb because Corey Holcomb. As D.L. Hughley has done this his whole career. So I understand it. What I will say is disheartening. When I heard Corey Holcomb speak about the deal memo and the contract. And when I heard that brother say, and it's her daddy's contract. This nigga did the contract. Corey, it breaks my heart if you don't have your own standing contract. As a veteran entertainer in this business, it is disheartening that you wouldn't understand the difference between a deal memo and a contract. And yes, the contract comes from our company that our attorney makes sure everything is right legal. So if you're pushing to our babies in the community, that look at this contract. It's the daddy contract. It should be because that way you ensure that your business is being done properly and legally. So when it comes to Corey Holcomb, I don't have no beef. And all this switch hitting shit and hurt. If y'all notice, this cat don't flinch. If for, for me, for the individual, what we keep trying to talk to people about is being upset. And if I was a gay or a bisexual man, I'd be honored to own whatever it was that I happened to be. There's no shame. There's no shade. You calling me switch hitting and whatever. Listen, I roll 
on the mat with the with jujitsu with cats that's gay, straight, the whole nine. Let me tell you something. You try to play a cat for not being a man, who's physically a man because of their sexuality, you'll find out differently that that's not what it is. Okay. is the type of cat. If somebody loved him in the community and really rap to him that he respect, the type of ferocity and energy because he's got a lot he's got a warrior spirit but sometimes yeah, he fight the wrong sometimes he fight the wrong war and I would just ask the brother personally because I've heard him I've seen him and they got nothing love for him despite all of what he said what would what brother George Wallace say I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it ain't nothing you can do about it but what I would say is what is it about women that you seem to dislike so much? Because mm-hmm. you be going hard to the paint. This somebody hurt you? Was it something with the mom? Because that's a conversation that you got to have. Because we got to learn how to love our sisters in a different kind of way. Where you can talk about anything you want to talk about, but when you try to destroy someone, you should be trying to preserve yeah. in your conversation. That's questioning. That puts questions towards you, not anybody else. Yeah, so, let me say this, Keisha. I don't have an issue with Corey Holcomb. Okay. So there's nothing for Corey Holcomb and I to work out. Corey Holcomb voiced his opinion with fluff. Okay. And people said it was fluff. What we come with is fat. Yeah, so I, I start going and saying, well, this one said this and this one said this. See, with D.O. Hughley, it was different. Yeah, okay. Because okay. he put feet under my table. Child, let me come back on the screen. <laughs> that energy was mighty different. <laughs> when it came to Corey, it was all peace and positivity, brother. That brother is very talented. Even if you don't love us, we're going to love you back. <laughs> what is it about women that you don't like, Corey? Meanwhile, y'all was extra spicy towards Vivica. Y'all talking about Vivica who? And Vivica, you can't tell me how to, you know, talk on my stage. I'm confused. Why did y'all have the same energy for Corey like y'all had for Vivica? Vivica was very nice in her approach, very professional. And y'all both gave her all this extra spice and rah-rah. But when it came to Corey, it was Namio Rango Ikio, peace, love, and positivity. And that brother is trying to do his. <laughs> Zaddy didn't want that smoke. I don't care. Zaddy did not want that smoke from Corey Holcomb. He was like, oh, hell no. Not only will Corey roast my ass, as crazy as Corey is, he might beat my ass. <laughs> Y'all remember when they got in that fight? They got into a fight on that show. It was like Zoe and who was that? Aerie Spears. They just got the just fighting in the middle of Corey's show. Now, Zaddy don't want that smoke, child. Not at all. I'm sorry. I was cracking up the whole time they were talking about Corey because I'm like, this energy is so different. All of a sudden now is, oh, you know, that's that brother's opinion. We respect his opinion. He added a little bit of fluff, but we respect his opinion. That's our sweet baby. But when it came to Vivica just saying, hey, you know, hey, sis, we're rocking with you. We're riding with you. It's not what you say. It's how you say. First of all, Vivica. That's my stage. I'm a comedian. You don't tell me what to do. Vivica, who? Who's Vivica? 
ass smoke, child. He was. <laughs> what Corey said was ten times worse than what Vivica Fox said. Period. But I, like I said, they had all the spice for Vivica. But when it came to Corey, it was all, "Hey, brother, peace and love and blessings and bean pies." <laughs> Oh my goodness, I can't. I cannot with this situation. So now that's not crazy enough, right? Uh, going back to the DL situation, DL's older daughter, she came out and she basically read Monique for the filth. She had a lot to say about the situation. Um, what is her name? I always forget her name. Ryan Nicole. So Ryan Nicole is his daughter. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with y'all. Let me show y'all her. Real quick, so we know who we're talking about. This is DL's daughter here. So give me just a second. Oh, my goodness. That whole situation is a mess. This is her. Her name is Ryan Nicole Shepard, and she's addressing Monique. (coughs) Excuse me. So she says, hey, at Monique Worldwide, I'm Ryan Nicole Shepard, DL Hughley, and LaDonna Hughley's eldest daughter. You've now publicly disrespected my mother, who I love and care for very much. And my baby sister, excuse me, who I love and care for very much to get back at my father, who I love and respect and care for very much. At this point, I feel like you are asking my family and myself to act out of character. Out of all the things you could have legitimately said about my dad, if that's the route that you wanted to take, you chose to deliberately be mean, hurtful to two black women who have nothing to do with this conversation. Using my mama and my sister to show people my father's character only shows how little mentally, how little mental stability, dignity, morality, and respect you have not only for yourself, but other black women. You are clearly two crayons short of a full box. <laughs> it's the read for me, okay? You are clearly two crayons short of a full box, sis. You're disgusting and you absolutely need every single member of my family. You you absolutely need to keep every single member of my family's name out of your poisonous mouth. Not because you can, not because you can do harm. You can do harm to us. You can't, but because you are adding to the historical and systematic disrespect and trauma of other black women who you claim you love. And for what? A check? You're bringing up trauma for a concert lineup discrepancy? Discrepancy? All you've done is proven that you have no moral compass. Nothing is too far in your quest to prove a point. And I'm blessed that my parents raised children who have no idea how you could possibly go there. We Hooglies are going to have a good ass day and a blessed life. We are healed. We are whole. And we love each other fiercely and deeply. You can continue to live in that scorched earth kingdom of yours. Get some help, mama, for real. Oh, and if you want to have this conversation in person, I'll happily give you my address. Okay? So DL's daughter wanted the smoke. Um, This is what DL had to say. He says, the love between our family is evident and clear. And while I'm beyond proud of my the way my eldest daughter Uh, brown sugar bourbon handled this disgusting attack this is not their fight they have been repeatedly attacked for no reason this needs to end i'll speak my mind on this later today team dl so that's what he had to say so now 
Monique has responded to the eldest daughter. She responded today on Instagram. So let me show y'all what she had to say here. Let me pull this up. Yeah, now we having like a thousand screens up right here. Not the crayon emojis. Where did where the hell did y'all find crayon emojis? I know that I didn't even know that they existed. All I see is red crayon. <laughs> I saw my chat is a mess. Oh, you see his crayon emojis. Okay, let me go ahead and pull this up here. Give me just a second. All right, so this is what Monique had to say. She says, at brown sugar and bourbon. Hey, young sister, thank you for the invitation for a discussion. We would like to take you up on it because it could be very healing for our community. Have at Real D.L. Hughley set up a time for you and your family and my husband and I to come on his show and we will go from there. I love us for real. So that is what Monique had to say. But even in that interview that she did with um I forget them people's names. The one I had just played for y'all. Uh it is ZZZ. Um she was still talking about this situation and she was still talking about DL. Um she was very steadfast. She didn't have she wasn't backing down from what she said. You know, she didn't have an apology or anything like that. She felt like she was not wrong in pointing that out. And she even made mention that the reason why it made her upset, like we were saying in the green room, is that for her, her father did the same thing to her where her father did protect her. But then she later on claimed that she doesn't see DL. She doesn't see her father in DL. So I don't know. It's like, which one is it? She was saying a lot of stuff in that interview that was just kind of contradictory, but it is what it is. Um, she's now offering to go on to DL's show. I doubt DL will bring her on. I don't see DL Hughley inviting her on. I think if she wanted to have a real conversation, especially about the lineup or just whatever issue she had with DL, she could have did this way before. That's why I said after more information came out, it's clearly apparent that it was never about the lineup. She already had her issues with DL. She was already upset. And she was even saying the reason why she's willing to go hard on DL um, is because he came in her home. But Corey, you know, Holcomb has never been in her home. Well, what does that matter? You know what I'm saying? Corey Holcomb was way more disrespectful than DL. You know, at the end of the day, DL just gave commentary. He gave his opinion, you know. But I think what it is is she knows that DL is not going to, like, go in on her, drag her, roast her because he has a corporate job, you know, so he can't go in on her like a Corey Holcomb. And they don't want that spoke with Corey. They don't want that. I mean, Corey went in. So that whole situation is a mess. Let's see. I've been out here for 30 minutes already. Time be flying, child. Let me read some of these super chats here. Um, let's see. Just Kendra said 999. She says, I'm seven months pregnant, and I will be at the club at the party in my Rihanna bag. I'm putting it out there in advance. Don't judge me, fam. This is history in my eyes. I'm happy to be able to attend. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. There's a few pregnant people coming to the event, so don't even worry. Y'all will have something to bond over. <laughs> so thank you so much, sis. Um, Kayloyana, oh, K- 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 I think that's how you say it, says, I earned my bragging rights. I caught the live. I really wish I could come. I'm only three hours from ATL in Columbia, South Carolina, but we have an event. Who work this weekend. I pray that your event is everything you envision. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for the support, sis. Appreciate you. Um, Angel Kyle TV says, thanks for always giving us the real through the years. By the way, you're looking like a snack. 
Thank you so much, Angel. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Um, Mr. Ricky Morrison, $10. Thank you, Mr. Ricky. Appreciate you. Uh, Fern Williamson, 20 says you're number one. Thank you, Fern. Appreciate you, love. Angel, 3287, send 10, says, I think she'll be canceled soon. She needs to drop daddy. I don't, I don't need to come to this point. It doesn't need to come to this point at all. Daddy is her downfall. A lot of people are saying that, you know. I, I don't know. I just think something needs to change. But my thing is, I guess what I'm also confused about, let me say this real quick. Because she was also, you know, like she's also standing by 50 Cent, right? Because 50 Cent is obviously trying to bring her onto BMF, which I agree with. You know, Monique, at, you know, with everything said and done, she's still a good actress. So I don't mind her being on BMF. That is my show. I've enjoyed it. I'm patiently waiting for the second season. So I can see Monique doing the damn thing in the BMF movie, right? But I noticed, like, she keeps saying that, you know, Dio was this horrible father. And, you know, yes, he made his mistake and it's not okay for a man not to believe their child over their friend, but DL owned up to that, right? But what I'm confused is if we're going to start judging everybody's parenting, the guy who's currently giving her a job on BMF, he's had his own issues with his child. I mean, is it, is it only triggering when it's DL? Because 50 Cent has drugged his own biological son on social media and his biological son has drugged him. I mean, they've had blowouts on social media where he has literally, he has disowned this young boy. So, I mean, are you triggered by that as well? I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know if I'm reaching here, but 50 Cent doesn't have the best relationship with his son, you know, and that's their business, but they made it public on social media. But that doesn't seem to bother her though. It's only this DL situation with his daughter. And I just find that very strange. I, I just, I don't get it. You know, I think at the end of the day, nobody's a perfect parent, including myself. Parenting does not come with a handbook, you know? And while it's very easy to say what you would and wouldn't do in a situation, until you're in that situation, you don't know. You just never know, you know? And I just hope that with all of this, people are taking a lesson away from just all of this drama, all this nonsense. I hope that people are also seeing the gems and the nuances in this discussion. That if things are happening, don't act like somebody's so famous or so close to you that they're beyond reproach, especially when it comes to your children. You know what I'm saying? You bring your children into this world. It's your job to protect your children at all costs. So I hope that's the conversation that a lot of adults are taking away from this outside of the beef. So I just want to make that clear. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jay Renee says, hey, T, I can't wait for this weekend. Also, when Monique like it if DL had brought up her fallout with her eldest son. Ooh. Damn, I forgot about that. Like I said, parenting doesn't come with a handbook. Everybody can point out faults in each other as parents. So, yeah, that's very interesting because I remember she has talked about that in the past, like, you know, how she wasn't there for her oldest son and her oldest son doesn't deal with her as much because she was busy chasing Hollywood fame. And she's not the only one who has that story. There's a lot of people who have that story. So, yeah, you're right. You know, it can go both ways, just like I bought a 50 cent. You know, if we're going to pick parenting and, and parents apart, well, we can all look in the mirror, myself included. You know what I mean? Nobody's a perfect parent. So thank you for that. Let's see here. Um, 
Marvin D. Sentences. Hey, sis, looking gorgeous as always. Just got home from the gym. I'm trying to start my week off right. Thank you, Marvin, for the super chat. And that's what's up. I'm glad you're home from the gym and you're enjoying the live stream. So thanks for coming through. Uh, let's see here. Oh, my page just refreshed. Hold on. Uh, okay. Jay says, I'm 20 today. One more year till I'm legal. Happy birthday. <laughs> Welcome to the stream. Um, so Sina sent $25 in QAR money. I don't know what country that is. Maybe it's Qatar. Not sure, but thank you. She says, hey, T, I'm very excited for you and the event. Love from Qatar. Look at that. I just guessed. I got it right. It's from Qatar. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Um, Lalina sent 20. She sent a super sticker. Thank you, Lalina. Alan H says, DL said he will not bring her on the show. Her molester was 13, the same age as her. Monique misled people when she said it was a grown man. Ooh. Did DL go live already? Is his show up? I wonder if I can like play it. He might have copyright though, so I might not be able to play it. Mm. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to watch it and then maybe I'll come back and do a video. Thank you for that tea. So now while everybody was in the comment section, you know, going off and saying, you know, caping and saying he's trash, it was a grown man. This brother just said it was another 13-year-old. So I don't know. Okay, so somebody else in the chat said that too. He went live already. Okay. He said it was a friend of his. Was it a friend of his or a 13-year-old? Y'all don't mix this up now. I'm going to have to watch it myself because some of y'all are saying it's a 13-year-old. Other people are saying that it's the father of the 13-year-old. So let me not say anything until I hear with my own ears because I don't like to go off of secondhand information. But thank you for that. I didn't know he went live. So I'm not going to say anything yet until I hear it for myself. And then I'll, I'll do a video because I don't want to say, because you're saying it's a 13-year-old, but other people on the chat are saying that it's not a 13-year-old, that it was the 13-year-old's father or if it was a friend. Okay. Somebody says, does the age matter? Um, yeah, the age does matter. Not not in her situation, not for the girl, but, you know, as far as like the law, the age definitely does matter. Because if it's a child, they're not going to be as likely to lock up a child. If it's a grown-ass adult, take his ass straight to prison, throw away the key. So, yeah, age does play a factor. Not for the victim, though. Somebody who's victimized is a victim. Doesn't matter the age, but I'm thinking about it as far as the law is concerned. So that's why, you know, I would like to know. Um but yeah, it's still wrong. I think at the end of the day, regardless if it was a 13-year-old family friend or the 13-year-old friend's father, if the child said that something happened to her, she should have been believed, you know? But like I said, at the end of the day, he did discuss it publicly and he was using himself as an example. So he didn't have to bring it up at all. He didn't have to mention it. He could have took it to the grave. So I just hope that that wakes up a lot of men to understand that if something is going on with your child, male or female, because so many times we forget that these young boys get touched and molested too, that you need to be involved and believe your child until otherwise, you know, proven something else. 
So I hope people are really taking from this whole conversation. But I have to watch it myself. I'm not even going to speak it on anymore because it's just going to too many different circumstances. So I will listen to his full stream myself and then I'll come up with my own conclusion. But thank you guys for that because I didn't know he went live. Either way, we have to start believing our children. We have to. Um, let's see here. He's okay. Hold on. Okay, Sin Kwali says, I feel she possessed. I feel like she's possessed by something because ever since she played the role in Precious, she hasn't been the same. She reminds me of the guy from Dark Knight, whoever was never who, who was never the same after Joker. You're talking about Heath Ledger. Yeah, that situation is crazy. We talked about that in the green room. You know, who knows? I'm not sure, but thank you for the super chat. Um Jonathan De La Ghetto. No. <laughs> Jonathan Delgado. I'm thinking about Timothy De La Ghetto. I don't know why that just popped in my head. Hey, Jonathan. He sent 50. He said, she is disgusting. We aren't talking about her weird family and their dynamics. If she had gotten 50 million from Precious, we wouldn't be here. Let's be real. Ooh. They're not ready for that conversation. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, love. Thanks for coming through. Thank you, Lisa, for um the super sticker, sis. So now let me go ahead. Let's move on. Yes, y'all remember Timothy De La Ghetto, honey. He used to be on Wildin' Out too. I don't know why, like that name popped in my head when I seen his last name. <laughs> so now let's talk about this whole situation that is going on. While we're talking about the moment the Monique situation and Vivica Fox. Vivica Fox was also getting drugged. She was trending on Friday as well for this whole drama with Jada Pinkett Smith. As we all know, we talked about the Jada Pinkett Smith situation where she came out and literally talked for like two minutes about the Oscar slap, you know, heard around the world. And, you know, then she segued into a whole alopecia, you know, episode. And so a lot of people are not satisfied with her, you know, speaking about the situation. They felt like she should have had more context. She should have spoke about it in depth. She should have been more apologetic. So a lot of people were not feeling, you know, the way that Jada came off. And Vivica definitely was not feeling it. She got very emotional. She started crying. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play you guys the audio here. Let me see. Where is the audio? Let me look real quick. I thought I had it on my desktop. Let me check this other thing. It might be in here. Child is still in my Final Cut Pro. Okay. I thought it had rendered though. Hold on. Let me see. It should have rendered. I don't want to bring y'all into fine. I don't want to bring y'all into Final Cut Pro. I'm sure it rendered. Okay, here it is. I know I rendered it. Okay. Let me go ahead and pull this up now. There we go. Okay, so I want y'all to listen to what Vivica Fox had to say about the situation. And she's talking, um, she's on the same stage. She's on the Wendy Williams show with Carson uh, Kersley. So let me share my screen real quick. Okay. It made me cry. I'll be very honest with you guys. Oh, come on. I really felt to be a partner to Will Smith, whose career basically took a crumble that night. We were all rooting for Will Smith that night. Oscar, I, we wanted him to win. 
Will Smith that night, as far as I was concerned, was going to be crowned this generation's Sydney Poitier, which is a huge honor. I felt to be a good partner, there was no accountability. Will Smith was defending her honor. That was why the reason he walked on stage and slapped because he felt like his his wife had been offended. Mm -hmm. So for me to see no accountability as a partner. Also, let's not forget that Chris Rock was assaulted. We cannot forget that. Mm -hmm. For basically telling a joke that I really felt wasn't that bad. Let's not forget that this show was executive produced by Will Packer, an African-American man. This night was a night of African-American and diversity for brown and black people. Mm -hmm. That now will forever be scarred. Um, I have love for this night. I know the children. I've watched them grow up. I just wish that we could have had a little bit more accountability. Um, And for it to not seem so... Self-righteous on Jada's part. And that's my thing. Mm. Okay. Well said. Thank you. How did you feel? I didn't love her turtleneck. <laughs> See, no overwhelming. No overwhelming. I'm going to leave the deep stuff to Vivica. I'm here for fashion commentary. I will, I will add, in all seriousness, it seemed seemed like she was reading a teleprompter. It didn't seem, um, this is a moment where you wanted to be like off the cuff and like, God, that was a crazy night. And just tell us how you really feel and tell us, you know. Yes. um, But it seemed just very like, like, like she was like a robot. It was a little cold. It was a little cold. And the other part, when she said basically that the two guys have to work it out, I was like, why does Chris Rock have to work it out? Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So you guys just heard um, Carson and Vivica talk about the situation. So, you know, a lot of folks were like low key mad at Vivica. They thought she was doing too much. And, you know, why was she crying? I did think like, you know, her crying was a little bit dramatic. But then I have to mind myself. She actually knows these people. So, you know, she's actually worked with Jada in one of my favorite movies, you know, Set It Off. She's worked with Will Smith on um, Independence Day. So she personally knows them. So I can see her feeling very conflicted. You know, we don't know these people personally. You know, we know them from movies, but I've never broke bread with them. So I don't feel one way or another emotionally. But she actually knows them. You know, so I can see that, you know, invoking some type of emotion. You know, when you're thinking about, you know, friends and, and the things that they're going through. So I'm not going to judge her for crying. What I find very funny is that people are saying that, you know, um, she's wrong for holding them both accountable. And why is she acting like, you know, like Jada? It, it has nothing to do with Jada. It wasn't Jada's fault. It was just Will. But see, this is where the hypocrisy of the Internet comes in. Because if you guys remember when this slap first happened, what was everybody saying on the Internet? He was trying to protect his wife. He was protecting a black woman. He was protecting his wife. 
this is what everybody was saying, you know, for the excuse that they were making for Will Smith. And I said, no, he wasn't. This was about his ego. This was about his past, people making fun of him, making him feel like he was soft, you know, um, him wanting to like show Jada, like I can be like Tupac too. It was about his ego. It had nothing to do with black women or protecting black women, in my personal opinion. So I don't think she was wrong for holding Jada somewhat responsible. Like you owe us more. You owe us to say more than to just, you know, have like a little rushed, you know, teleprompter speech. You know, I'm not saying that it was necessarily Jada's job to run up there after Will. He's not a kid. But there's just certain things like, you know, Will was obviously out of his mind at that time. You know, even something as far as like grabbing him, like, or just saying to him, this is not the time and place. We'll catch him slipping after the award show. You know, something like that. Because for people to now say, well, he didn't go up there because of her. Yes, he did. His ego, because she was hurt. That's the thing that everybody was spinning at first, that he went up there because of her. So now when she says that, Vivica Fox, now it's a whole issue. I, I just don't understand the internet because that's what y'all was saying at first. And I was saying, I never felt it was really about her. It was more about Will Pop coming out. You know what I'm saying? And that was just the catalyst. But he wanted to show people he was that dude. He was tough. He was hard. He was going to protect his family like King Richard did his girls. So I don't think she was wrong for saying that. Now, I also feel like, to me, that also shows some integrity. The fact that she can hold Jada and Will accountable. You know what I'm saying? As well, because, again, this has been like the stain. This was like the most talked about Oscars. And it wasn't because it was Will Packard, who was a Black man directing it. It wasn't because, you know, it was other people who were hosting it or Chris Rock. It was because of this slap. So it really, like, tainted the Oscars. So I agree with her, and I like the fact that she held them both accountable. Is that not what we ask for when we talk about celebrities doing commentary? Is that why most of the time we don't watch celebrity commentary? Because they have these relationships, and they're scared to keep it real, especially on that damn Fox soul. They're always walking on eggshells. You can tell who has relationships with who because all of a sudden they're quiet. Oh, I don't have an opinion. Oh, I don't want to say anything. Just say that's your fucking friend and, and, and move on with the segment. But let it be somebody they're not cool with. Oh, they're going to talk for a good 30 minutes. I don't agree with what that person did. That person was wrong. Uh-uh. But let it be one of their friends. Oh, yeah, I'm just going gonna, gonna to pass on this. What, 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 are y'all doing commentary or not? So that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not mad at Vivica Fox. She, I'm very surprised she actually kept it real. She actually showed some integrity. Okay? And y'all know I would drag them when they're not showing integrity. Remember there was time about, oh, uh, people snitching on R. Kelly? Who was there with that Lisa Ray and, and the Selena woman talking about people snitching on R. Kelly? snitching on damn R. Kelly. He's a damn molester and a rapist and all that other shit. And we called them out about that. Just because you did a song with R. Kelly don't mean that two things can't be right at the same time. So in that situation, like I caught them out a few months ago, they had no integrity. In this situation, I feel like Vivica Fox shows some integrity because she actually knows these people. She worked with them. And when you're filming a movie, you're with that person literally 24-7. It's not until the director yells cut that you get to go home. So she knows them. So I respect her for, you know, for saying her little monologue and getting emotional. I thought she kept it real. Because usually when they be on Fox Soul, you can, like I said, you can tell all the relationships because my lips are zipped. 
next case it's just like dude you cannot talk about you don't you're going to do commentary and then not give commentary so at least in this situation she did and then another thing why are people more mad at vivica the white guy the the fashion guy he gave his commentary and he was shady with it he said he didn't like her turtleneck you know what i'm saying he threw you know why should chris rock apologize he threw his little shade too y'all not coming for him but y'all coming for black girl magic. I see y'all. <laughs> y'all don't have the same smoke for Carson. I'm like, so y'all not mad at Carson? Didn't he disrespect your black queen? Oh, okay, because he, he he threw in some jokes. It was okay. Okay. All right, I'm just saying. You know, Carson has some, you know, he had a little bit of shade towards Miss Jada too. But y'all, his name wasn't trending, but Vivica Fox's was. People trying to cancel Vivica. I didn't agree with that. I thought, you know, Vivica kept it respectful and she kept it real, in my personal opinion. And I just like the fact that as a celebrity, she actually gave honest commentary. Because that is why I don't watch most celebrities give commentary. Because you can clearly tell their connections, their friendships. They don't want to ruffle toes and step on, you know people's feet and shit like that. And I get it. You know what I mean? If you're cool with somebody, I get that. But I think she did good. I think she did good. Um, Let's see here. <laughs> uh, somebody said, I, uh, you're right, but I call him Carson Daly. I remember Carson Daly. He was on the uh, MTV show. He was a shit in the 90s. I, where he been at? I ain't seen Carson Daly since TRL. Y'all bringing back memories, honey. Somebody says Vivica Fox can't be canceled. Shit. <laughs> Let her mess up strong enough. Y'all cancel everybody. I don't want to hear that. Let her say something to get her drugs. She'll get canceled just like anybody else. We live in this whack-ass cancel culture. So that was my opinion on the whole Vivica Fox, Jada Pinkett situation. I don't think she was disrespectful. I don't think she said anything, you know, off cuff. I think she was pretty fair, you know? And again, it was her opinion on this situation. I don't disagree with it. Um, I told you how I felt about the show last week. I could care less about it because like I said, ever since the slap, every Red Table Talk episode has just been dealing with like sad, depressing stuff, you know, so that way, Everybody can, you know, not focus on what the real elephant in the room is. So um, <laughs> let's see here. Let's go ahead and talk about this whole situation with Umar Johnson. Okay. Everybody named Mama was sending me this video of Umar Johnson. You know, our black king. We was kings and shit. Um, they were sending me this video of Umar Johnson. Child, they said he was in a full court hollering at a snow bunny. Snow Bunny was getting his phone number. He was getting the Snow Bunny's phone number. That's what they were saying on damn Twitter. Let me go ahead and play y'all the video here. You know, but this is why I don't jump on too much stuff. We put it up there, but we we're still waiting for context. You know, we needed more context. So it looks like more information has come out on Umar Johnson and the Snow Bunny. Let me let me play out this video. He was literally trending on Twitter. Umar Johnson, Umar Johnson, Snow Bunny was trending. I said, damn, black Twitter ain't playing. So let's go here and watch the video. This is Umar. This is the alleged Snow Bunny here. All right, so y'all just saw that. 
So now let me go ahead and show y'all his response. So Dr. Umar says, haters out here acting like I ain't dedicated to my black sisters. Way too much brown sugar out here for the prince to be pushing up on a snow bunny. Besides, I'm already wifed up anyways. King Kong consciousness. <laughs> Paparazzi. Cherry Hill Mall, New Jersey. 6222. And he has a picture with a black, you know, black queen there, okay? So that is what Umar had to say at first. <laughs> <laughs> but you know social media, you know, you know black folks ain't letting shit go, okay? Y'all was looking for so much dirt. They don't went and tracked down the snow bunny. They don't went to this lady job and tracked her down. And now they're interviewing the snow bunny. So the snow bunny is not basically confirming that there was no funny business, okay? I know y'all wanted, you know, me to drag them and all this stuff, but we report real news here. We don't, you know, we don't deal in fallacies and made up bullshit. The snow bunny is speaking out and she is saying that Dr. Umar was not trying to holler at her and that she actually runs an incense, an oil stand, okay? So I want you guys to know this. We don't want to just put out rumors and run with it. So the snow bunny is speaking. I don't know her name. No disrespect to the snow bunny. All right, let's go. Here we are. We are at the infamous stand I was seen in the video yesterday. Okay. <laughs> She's like, hello. So you see one, it is right by the bistro bar. So relax y'all. He was right here. He wasn't at the floor. He was here. The Apple store is right there. He literally came in and so he walked in and he was looking at my incense and our incense are handmade and mm -hmm. fresh. We sell natural remedies, like right. essentials. We have crystals. And what's the name of your business? My business is Asian Infusions. Well, our family business. Bingo. It's me, my uncle, my whole family, my grandfather. And so what we do is we sell healing properties okay. like paint cream, black seed detox, like sea moss, and we also have crystal things. Okay, and, cute. And, and we were looking at my incense right over there. Right over here. Mm -hmm. I was, I came up to him, talked to him. Wait, so pause. You're the girl that was in the video. Yeah, I am the girl. And I'm assuming you're not a white girl. Tell us, where are you from? Oh, where are you? Let's go. I'm not even white. I guess. She's the show whatever. I didn't even want to, like, be involved in this until she came in and she was like, can I record? Child, let me come back on the screen. Oh my god, I'm not even white of Persian. I didn't even want to be involved in this until she was like, oh my god, can I interview you? And I just came on the screen. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, black folks, we are so extra. Y'all done went down to Cherry Hill Mall and went to go find the lady. Y'all are doing the most, okay? So it wasn't a snow bunny, it was a Persian queen. But long story short, Umar Johnson was not trying to holler at the Persian queen. He was actually talking to her about incense. So now Umar Johnson, you know, he feels vindicated. So he has something to say to all the haters who try to attach him to a snow bunny. He is speaking on the situation. So here comes our black king to finally respond to the Cherry Hill snow bunny scandal. Check this out. I'm not dealing with the Cherry Hill snow bunny scandal. That was cute. That, that was real cute. That was real cute. To those Negro peons who filmed me at the mall, that, that that was real cute, you know. That was worth a few laughs. I was not upset. I laughed at it myself. I was not upset. I laughed at it myself. Any Negro who 
thinks I'm not going to have interactions with members of other races is absolutely ridiculous. I am a diplomat. I am a statesman. I'm a member of the Revolutionary Pan-African Guard. Yes, I communicate. I conversate. I am well-known. I'm extremely popular. Okay? I'm probably the most popular non-African entertainer in the world. I'll say it again. I'm probably the most popular non-African entertainer in the world. Okay? Other than your singers, your dancers, your rappers, your actors, your comedians, your politicians, your moguls, be after that. When you step outside of the world of entertainment, when you step outside the world of Negro entertainment, I'm probably the most popular voice. People want to understand me. They find me unique. What is a man with your credentials doing sticking to the Garvey program? What is a man of your principles doing sticking to the Garvey program? White people want to understand it. Asians want to understand it. Arabs, Mexicans, Latinos, East Indians, they want to understand what makes the Prince of Pan-Africanism talk. No problem with a conversation. No problem with a conversation. Ain't no, there's going to be more conversations. Get your cameras out. Tape them all. Tape them all. Tape them all. Y'all want to discredit me for exposing your snow bunny? Betrayal of the black community. I want to discredit me for exposing your snow bunny betrayal of the black community. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Find the European who says she's ever late with the prince. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I beat that case. I beat that case. You understand me? I beat that case all day long. Okay. All right, Dr. Umar. Um, all these white folks and, you know, Asians and Arabs want to know about you. And, um, you know, if you can find a white woman, he'll be able to beat the case. Can you tell us when the school's going to be built? Is the school ever going to come to fruition? <laughs> That's what the black folks want to know. Is Has the school been built yet? Because I haven't followed with Umar in a few years. I've kind of just checked out. Okay. I told y'all a while ago that I literally donated to this school. My oldest child was in the fifth grade. My oldest child is now in college and I'm not being funny or facetious. He's 21 now. Has the school been built yet? No? Okay. I don't think the lady knew who Umar was. So I don't, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, the way she was talking and being interviewed, I don't think she knew who Umar was. I think she was just talking to him about the products that she had for sale. He's talking like she came running up to him like, oh my God, Dr. Umar. You know, because she's so confused about like, you know, all the fanfare online. I don't think that Persian woman knew who you were, Dr. Umar, but okay, you know, it's good to be confident. Um, this whole situation is a hot damn mess. So basically the school has not been built. Okay. Child, I can't keep up. <laughs> Why y'all putting school builders in the chat? <laughs> y'all are wilding. Somebody says it's going to be another decade before he builds that school. I don't know. I mean, I would think it had been built by now. He's talking about all these, you know, white folks who want to have conversations with him. Well, what about the black folks who just want to have conversations about this school? I, I think I have a right to know. Is, is the school going to be built? I donated all those many moons ago. I'm glad I didn't keep donating. 
<laughs> Let me read some of these super chats here. Um, let's see. Uh, Blatino Boy Sim Five says, "Still waiting on my return on my investment for the Black Hogwarts. <laughs> for the Black Hogwarts, he's supposed to build in Wakanda. Also, oh, you donated as well, huh? I'm still waiting. Like I said, I, my child was in the fifth grade. He's now in college. I'm waiting too. I might have the boys hyped up. Y'all gonna go to this new school? We gonna support this black man? He's building a school for black boys. I have two black boys, so of course I have to support and donate. And it's like, well, damn, the, the baby about to be in eleventh grade next year. When is this school gonna be built, Umar? That's the question. <laughs> Thank you, Blatino. Um, Shauna says right after he won an Oscar, he posted a backstage vid on his page that said. Me and Jada got all dressed up and chose violence. No remorse. <laughs> oh, yeah, they thought it was funny. Remember when the slap first happened? Remember, everybody thought it was funny. They thought it was funny. Remember, he was dancing. He was getting jiggy with it. And the people who had common sense, like me and many of the tea sippers, we were just looking at this like, it wasn't funny. It was assault. And you're going to face backlash soon. And we just sat there. We sipped slow. And then the backlash came by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't seen Will Smith since. He's been just chilling, you know what I'm saying, laying low, and I don't blame him, you know. Um, but Will Smith will be okay. I don't think this is enough to end him because, like I said, he's been in the game for years. He's always been very unproblematic. So I'm going to show him grace, even though I was very upset when the when the slap first happened. That was not okay. It's never okay to just assault each other, you know, just – and these are two, like, black men that have been in the industry for years. You know, and so while that whole act was disgusting, I think that Will Smith will definitely be able to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep our fingers crossed because you got, you know, white celebrities who have done 10 times as worse and they're able to come back and, you know, get new roles and, and everything else. Look at all the shit Amber Heard done did. I bet you she's going to be in a new movie in like two years. Merk my words. <laughs> Merk. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Um, HVAC is Umar's new goal. Baby steps after buying buildings that need renovations. What? Okay, so he's going to start an HVAC company. But what happened to the school? I thought he had got the school in Delaware. Because I remember, like, who was over there? I think it was, like, Monty Woodgrain. He went out there one day and was filming. It was abandoned. There was, like broken glass everywhere so has it been cleaned up because the last time i checked about the school remember he was like sitting outside the school like on top of a rock he was burning um a big ass cigar and smoking it for the ancestors that's the last time i checked about the school so i don't know i don't know if he ever finished it the school needs an hvac he already has the building he says the hvac the hvac needs to be fixed how long is this going to take though he's had the building because this video that Monty film was from like two, three years ago. So how long is it supposed to take? Umar's still begging for money. <laughs> I'm not fooling with y'all. Uh, when, the, when the school gets built, just, just, just bring my line. Let me know when the school gets built, okay? I, I stopped checking for it about two years ago. I, just, I gave up. I gave up. So the fact that he's still waiting for HVAC to come in and do something... I give up. I can do shake my head. Um, let me see here. 
Bubbles activated says, hey, T, I'll catch the playback. Love you. Can't wait to see you this Friday. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. And definitely, I cannot wait till this Friday either. So thank you. Um, DC sent $20 says, hey, T, congrats on creating your own table. I wish I could partake. If you're ever in NY, I'm there. You are inspiration to me and many others. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thanks for coming through, love. Um, Oscar Rodriguez sent five says, speaking of Jada, check out Princess Monoki. I don't know who that is, where she voices a vengeful white wolf spirit. It's a fairy old from the 1990s, but worth a watch. Princess Monoki. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. Let me copy and paste, child, if I forget. Thank you so much. I pasted it. I'm going to look that up. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Static Shock Nini says, hey, T, my son and I love you. He will hear your voice and say, you're watching Lovely T, Mama. Can you shout him out? His name is Caleb. Oh, shout out to Caleb. Thank you for watching me with your mommy. Appreciate you. Hope you're having a good day, love. <laughs> you know, we love the baby tea sippers around here, honey. Um, let's see here. Miss Sasha LaRue says, is it me or has Jada went a bit extra and shaved her head? <laughs> I'm not fooling with y'all. <laughs> and shaved her head even lower. I don't <laughs> get out of my chat. I'm not fooling with y'all. <laughs> I can tell y'all the internet is on some super slew shit. She said, is it me or has Jada went a bit extra and shaved her head even lower? I don't put nothing past her. Her condition is brought on by over bleaching your hair. It triggers a form of hair loss. <laughs> no comment. I, I don't know. I, I'm not fooling with y'all today. Uh, thank you, Sasha. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Let's see here. Uh, let me see. Y'all are a mess. I don't even, wait, what are you saying? I meant you have earned your bragging rights about your big event in two years. I've listened to you. I've been telling everyone about you. Oh, okay. Thank you, Kalanya. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, sis. Um, let's see. Uh, Lady Lyrical says, what's up, T? This is Lady Lyrical 504. I got my First paid show and wanted to show you some love. See you in the ATL, baby. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for the $100 super chat. I appreciate you. And I will see you on Friday. So I'm super excited. It's a lot of people coming through. It's going to be a lot of good times. Um, Let's see here. Lady Lex says, my milk of magnesia. That always reminds me of the, um, what is that? Don't Drink Your Juice in South Central, that movie. He's like, my beautiful milk of magnesia. She turned around with them glasses and that guitar. Like, <laughs> that scene never gets old. But, you know, in Dr. Umar's defense, I can't defend him about the school. I don't know what's going on with that. But about this viral story, it's not true. He was not creeping with a snow bunny. So, like I said, we will put the truth out there. Um, you know, the Persian princess said that he was just there looking for some incense. That was it. <laughs> So that whole situation is funny. Um, let's see here. Heather Gorson 10 says, I live three hours away from ATL, but I won't be able to make your event. Keep up the good work. I'll be praying for safe travels for everyone attending and have a great time. Love you, auntie. Love you too. And thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, Nikki H says, love you, T. I wish I could fly out to your show, but the U.S. But the U.S. won't let me enter without an vaccine. Much love from Bermuda. 
Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Beastly Senpai says, Umar has put himself in a position that anyone can counter saying anything. Hold on. That anyone can counter anything he says with, but did you build that school though? <laughs> that's true too. You know, regardless of the situation, that's what folks want to know. Cause that's what folks, you know, knew about him. That's how he was introduced to us was about that school. So it's going to be interesting. Things have been an hour and 11 minutes. Okay. Let's see. I have a few more things I want to talk about. Let me make sure I got everything on the list. Okay. We got to talk about this. Okay. Got two things. Let me. I'm going to say this one toward, for the end because it's more serious. Let me talk about a little Boosie first. We're going to talk about a little Boosie. That's a little extra, you know, tea. And I'm going to talk about the Tim Norman situation. So if y'all don't know, Lil Boosie and his family, <laughs> they've been going through it. This lady, her name is uh, Ramaya. So a year ago, she came out on social media. She said she was pregnant by Tootie. Uh, Tootie Ra is Lil Boosie's son. And so she was saying she was pregnant with twins and it was Tootie Ra's baby. Okay. So recently she had the baby. Uh, supposedly one of the twins died. So she just had the boy left. The little girl died. Um, supposedly. I don't know if this is true or not. So Tootie is getting ready to graduate high school. The girl ends up crashing Tootie's graduation. She just shows up with a baby. Baby looks to be about six months old. And she's like, this is your baby, Tootie. You need to take care of this baby. And so Tootie was like, okay, you know? So he, you know, he takes the baby home or something, starts, you know, feeding the baby baby food and shit and changing diapers. And and Tootie's mama's involved, you know, she's changing diapers and burping the baby. And, you know, they're building a bond with this baby that showed up at his graduation, okay? Y'all know my stories be funny. I'm sorry, that's how I'm remembering it. Boosie is at the house and he's looking at all this shit. Boosie's like, something ain't right. This baby damn near a year and she's showing up at your graduation. Baby don't look like us. And Tootie Ross like, oh, it's my son. It's my son. Boosie like, nah, I don't think so. Something ain't right. So after that, Boosie was like, nah, we need more proof, sis. We need, we need DNA evidence. We need proof. She's like, well, ain't no DNA evidence. He was the only one I've been with. You know, that, that same old song and dance. I ain't been with nobody else. He has your matching hat. <laughs> Can't you see? They both got the same fitted. So Boosie's still like, no, something don't feel right. You know, when I hold this baby, I don't feel no damn connection. I don't think I'm, a, I don't, I don't think I'm the pop-pop. This ain't my damn grandchild. And the girl's definitely trying to play it off. So anyways, Boosie, he goes and creeps. And you know, he can do the little at-home DNA test. That's probably what he did. So he, he's babysitting the baby and shit. He don't went to CVS, got an at-home DNA kit. He done swabbed the baby mouth. <laughs> he done swabbed the baby mouth, child. Doing the little container, melt that shit off. So the whole time, you know, they're playing cool. They still, you know, accepting the baby. You know what I'm saying? Buying the baby Gucci. And you know what I'm saying? Keep the baby lace. And the whole time, Boosie like, yup. DNA test should be here in a few weeks. Okay? So they're playing it off. You know, they're accepting the baby for now. Child, that DNA test, that DNA test came back. You couldn't tell Boosie shit. Go ahead and share my screen. Boosie was so happy. So this is the baby in question. You know, Ed, you do... <laughs> so this is the baby. 
stupid question. Boosie ends up getting the DNA test back and he celebrates. That's his son. Uh, he be rapping too. Tootie Ra. So I don't want to play this. Let me let me play it on my uh on my Instagram. I don't know if they have music and shit. You know, they be trying to add music and stuff. But um, let me pull that up. Where the hell's my Instagram page? Okay, there we go. So Boosie was out here celebrating this weekend. He was so happy he was not the papa. You can't make this shit up. Find it. Oh, shout out to my Liberian tea sipper. We kicked it this weekend. That was us. We had a good time. Let me show y'all our picture. We had a good time. I love my tea sippers come to town. We kicked it this weekend. We had fun. Let me go ahead and keep looking for the Boosie post here. Here he is. Listen to Boosie. I'm not a grandpa. Oh, Lord, then he kidnapped somebody, baby, brought it down there like it's my grandchild. Oh, you're going down, baby. Oh, Lord. Oh, fucking right. I need everybody to come to the club tonight. I'm getting everybody free drinks. I ain't no fucking grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. They're making a movie about my son now. Oh, man. Oh, they're going down. Oh, Lord. Oh. website we can like and I, I never understood why websites like this exist because to me if you're able to buy fake pregnancy tests and fake birth certificates and fake dna tests that is stuff for scammers like like why would you if you're if you have good intentions for somebody why do you have to fake something like that like that's serious when you're telling a guy that he's the father and you know he's not the father and you have to go and buy all this nefarious shit so i get what he's saying in that whole situation Cause she came with the whole shebang. But like I said, some didn't spirit said some didn't feel right. Baby didn't look like them. So he snuck and gave that baby a DNA test and the results came back. You are not the grandpa. <laughs> but he was a little bit too happy. I'm like, are you sure that you might not have been the potential father? Cause he was a little bit too happy. Okay. Like, don't act like, yeah, Tootie don't got boosty money, but we're not going to act like Tootie broke, okay? He, he'd have been straight. But, yeah, I just think the whole situation is a mess. You know, these young girls, we got to do better. We got to do better. Y'all out here buying fake DNA tests and fake birth certificates, trying to, you know, attach babies to celebrities. If it ain't happening naturally, stop. It's not cool. 
because this baby done built this bond. And I don't know how long the baby was there. He could have been there a month. But either way, you know, kids, they build bonds with people very quickly. You don't do that to a child. You don't introduce them to this whole side of the family, you know, because you figure the graduation happened, you know, a few weeks ago. So the baby's all excited and shit, you know, saying Gaga, Google, and Dada, and Papa. And now Boosie's like, nope, you ain't part of our family. Go back. <laughs> the whole situation is a mess. It's sad. Like, you know, come on now. A lot of these young girls, I got to do better. Do better, young ladies and young boys, if you don't want to find yourselves in a position where you could be the father, how about you strap up? I think, you know, it, it's good that, okay, Tootie wasn't the daddy, but I think Boosie still needs to have a conversation with his son, okay, because he could have very well could have been the father. And if he's out here, you know, raw dogging and falling in his father's footsteps, it could have been very much his child. So he needs to have a conversation with him about strapping up and not getting himself into those situations where he could be a potential father, okay? So we just got to, you know, we got to... Called out on both sides. Girls don't get pregnant by themselves. That part. So let me go ahead. Um, let's see here. Mona Me says Boosie was happier than the guy that learned they are not the father on Maury. Yes, he was like super ecstatic. He's like, I'm not the papa. <laughs> but I think he's gonna pull over and go do a cartwheel. Boosie is a mess. Um Melanin Queen said, Harpo, the only one in my Sophia voice, color purple. Thank you so much, Melanin Queen. Thanks for coming through. Um, while Yana says, hey, T, what are the times for the three shows on Friday? I want to buy a ticket. I'm leaving work to come. I don't want to miss anything. Thank you. Everything is on the website. We're not about to do a whole rundown of the show in the middle of the live stream. Go to the website. All the information, ticketing information, everything is there. So thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, let's see here. Uh, Miss Callie Kisses says, Boosie ain't no fool. Where are the hospital photos at? <laughs> I mean, that whole situation is crazy. But imagine somebody just showing up with a big old healthy baby. Six months later, this is your child. I mean, it happens. But no, nah, like, we want to be there from the time you're pregnant. You know what I'm saying? We want to be there, you know, from inception. And, you know, we want to throw the baby shot. We want to be involved. You can't just come up on my doorstep with a big old thick six-month-old child. Baby eating solid food and shit. This your baby. The hell it is. DNA test. <laughs> we taking a test around these parts, okay? Uh-uh. We want to be involved from day one. From day one, we want to be involved. I'm just saying. Um, let's see here. So. I've been on for an hour and 21 minutes. We got over 11,000 people in here. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all hit that like button. We got 3,000 likes. We should have a lot more. Please hit the like button. It's free. So I want to go ahead and talk about this whole Sweetie Pies update with Tim Norman. As you guys know, I have been keeping up with this story from day one. Um, I'm a huge fan of Sweetie Pies. I've watched this show from the beginning. You know, I told y'all, I just, I watch a lot of damn reality television. Don't judge me. It is what it is. I go from network to network to network, from own to lifetime to the ratchet ass A&E. Uh, what is that? What's that? The TLC, that's the ratchet white people reality television, you know, with them, my giant life and my 600 pound sisters and all that weird shit. So Sweetie Pies was a show on own about Robbie Montgomery. She used to sing for like Ike Turner and, and, um, and uh, Tina Turner, like she was a singer in their band and stuff. 
And so we watched her, you know, run these restaurants in St. Louis. Um, we watched her big hip son come out of prison. You know, Tim, he had them big ass childbearing hips. Um, he had that weird shape. And we watched him waddle around the kitchen. We thought he was a hardworking young man. You know, he was, you know, getting his life together. He did 10 years in prison. I forgot what he did to get in there, but he did 10 years in prison. And he worked hard. He'd run around the kitchen with them hips swinging and shit with pounds of chicken and yelling at everybody and do this, do that, do this. And we respected him. He was a hardworking young black man trying to do the right thing. Um, he had a baby's mother, Janaea, I think that was her name. They had little Timmy. Little Timmy was born. He was, you know, premature. So when I tell you I've been watching this show from day one, I've been invested in this show from day one. So around... I want to say season two or three, they introduce us to Andre. And at the time, Andre is Tim's brother. Miss Robbie only had two sons. Just like I have two sons. One of her sons was killed a long time ago when Andre was a little child. Like Andre's maybe like one or two when his daddy died. He was killed. So Tim is the only surviving son of Miss Robbie. Okay. So I want y'all to remember that for y'all who don't watch the show. So Andre started kind of getting in trouble. You know, he's a teenager going through teenage angst down in Texas. So Miss Robbie says, well, let me bring you up here to St. Louis and you can help run one of the restaurants. You know, Tim will be your mentor. You got a cousin Charles up here. And we watched them for the whole two, three seasons. And we were there when Andre graduated high school. We were proud of Andre like he was our own child. You know, Miss Robbie was crying. It was a very, very you know, surreal moment because she worked hard to get him out the streets and bring him, you know, under her wing. So Andre graduates high school. And I remember when, the, when, when it happened, I was living in LA at the time when he ended up getting killed. So this was like around 2016. It came out that Andre got killed. And I mean, I was shocked because like I said, I was a huge fan of the show and I had been to the restaurant in LA. So Andre gets killed. We don't hear too much else about it. We just assumed it was a gang situation because on Andre's Facebook, he looked nothing like how he looked on Sweetie Pies. It was a lot of gang bang stuff on there. You know, he was, you know, he was gang banging. So everybody just assumed it was some type of gang violence. You know, RIP Andre, you know, black on black crime and people moved on. So then they didn't film for like maybe two years. Then they came back. And I'll never forget when they came back watching this hip, this, this big hip hunk, Tim, take us to the murder scene. He's taking the viewers to where Andre was killed. I'm crying. Other people are crying because we're really fans of the show. And he's like, you know, we got to stop all this black on black crime. That was my nephew. You know, now I'm the only man left in the family and we're feeling bad for this family, okay? So then they do the reunion show. And I can't show y'all everything because, you know, own they own the shit. But I, I went back and I watched the reunion clip and it's very creepy watching it now. I'm going to play y'all just a small snippet because I don't want them to copyright me. But watch Tim's face. I'm talking about, let me, let me set it up for y'all. Everybody's crying. Hopefully, it's still on the timestamp. Damn, it might not even be on the timestamp no more. Hold on. Okay, it's muted. Let me see. 
child i want to find the timestamp where she starts kind of breaking down but i want y'all to see tim's face it's so creepy okay i think it's around this part because she's talking about andre see everybody's handing each other like the whole family's crying watch tim even though it's muted just watch tim he's uncomfortable now one tear he's uncomfortable Everybody on stage is crying. We, the audience, are crying with them. Look at Tim. Just disgusting. I'm not even going to play the audio. So we find out years later, this was last year. I had did a whole, and before this information came, I had did a video because it was a big blowout that happened on social media. Tim, Janae, Sweetie Pie, Child, everybody was beefing one day on Instagram. I got woke up. People was tagging me. Your people's on Sweetie Pie. They on Instagram throwing pies and shit at each other, just telling all their business. So I woke up. I got the screenshot and everything. So I made a whole video about it. Like, oh, they're beefing. You know what I'm saying? Janae won't let, you know, Big Tim see Little Tim in. You know, because Janae got remarried. It was all this drama. So I didn't think nothing of it. Literally a week later, it comes out that Tim done did a, a hit for hire on Andre. I have not been able to watch the show since. The whole thing is disturbing. And this came out in 2020. We were shocked. So let me play y'all the news clip from 2020. This happened, the Montgomery family was devastated. That played out in front of thousands on their reality show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Now, some four years after it happened in 2016, Miss Robbie, the owner and creator of Sweetie Pies, her son, allegedly set it all up. James Timothy Norman, seen in this mugshot, is now charged with conspiracy and the murder for hire death of his nephew, 18-year-old Andre Montgomery. Federal court documents detail the meticulous murder happening all in the midst of the family filming their popular cable TV reality show, Welcome to Sweetie Pies, the show based off the popular soul food restaurant in St. Louis. Oh, all this stuff is at Sweetie Pies, but we're really excited about our tea. Mm, my tea. Federal investigators say the murder for hire starts with Norman obtaining a $450,000 life insurance policy on his nephew back in 2014. Fast forward to March of 2016, Federal investigators say Norman had been in contact with Memphis, Tennessee, exotic dancer Terrica Ellis, leading up to the murder, with both arriving in St. Louis at the same time. Court docs show Ellis and Norman used prepaid cell phones to communicate on the day of the murder before locating the 18-year-old. That's where authorities say the gunman found Andre Montgomery in the 3600 block of Natural Bridge Avenue and shot him to death around 8.02 in the evening. Court docs say Ellis's phone was pinged in the area. Shortly thereafter, the exotic dancer fled St. Louis back to Memphis, calling Norman in the process. Days later, authorities say Ellis deposited over $9,000 in cash into various bank accounts, and Montgomery called in to collect on his nephew life insurance policy he set up. Both Montgomery and Ellis are now federally charged in a conspiracy in the murder for hire. Montgomery was arrested in Jackson, Mississippi, as he was in the process of reopening another Sweetie Pie's location. Now, for perspective, this is Norman's deceased brother's only child. 
And we reached out to the lawyers for Miss Robbie to get a statement from her. He told me that she is too distraught to speak at this time and will we'll release a statement whenever she wants to. But a lot here in Midtown. Jerry. Okay. So y'all just watched that. So this is now the update on the case. Um, basically, Tim is still trying to play crazy like he didn't do nothing. But the person who killed Andre is spilling all the sweet tea, okay? And basically confirming everything we've been saying for the past few years and that's been out is that Tim was definitely behind the murder for hire. Let me go ahead and um, pull up the information here. There's a whole affidavit. I read it um, earlier today. Not going to read the whole thing, but it's just, it's extremely disturbing. I'm going to read some of it. Just a second here. Okay. <clears throat> so they say here in the plea agreement, Hill, and when they say Hill, they're talking about um, the guy who killed him. Um, what is his first name? Travel Hill, 30. So he was convicted on one count of conspiracy to commit murder for hire and another count of high murder for hire in the March 2016 killing of Andre Montgomery Jr. Says here in a plea agreement, Hill admitted that he shot and killed Montgomery on March 14th, 2016, outside a home on the 3900 block of Natural Bridge Avenue in exchange for several thousand dollars. On the day of the murder, Hill met James Timothy Norman, who is Andre Montgomery Jr.'s uncle and Robbie Montgomery's son, near the Clinton Peabody housing complex south of downtown St. Louis for a discussion. After the meeting, it was Hill's understanding that Norman wanted Hill to kill Montgomery. Also on that date, Norman, 43, and Terika Ellis, who are both also charged with conspiracy to commit murder for hire and murder for hire, bought and activated prepaid cell phones from a Walgreens in the Central West End neighborhood. Ellis told Norman to initiate all further communication with her using the newly purchased cell phones, according to the indictment. During the meeting near the housing complex where Hill lived, Norman told Hill that Ellis would call him later that day with Montgomery's location. Hill then obtained a 38 caliber semi-automatic handgun from someone who lived in his apartment. He chose that type of gun because it was small and could easily be concealed inside his sweatshirt. The person who gave the gun to Hill is not named in the court documents. <clears throat> About 7.07 p.m., Montgomery texts his location, 3964 Natural Bridge, to Ellis, who then relayed the address to Hill and Norman additionally. Ellis called, attempted to call, or sent a text message to Hill at least five times, according to court documents. Ellis, 33, is an exotic dancer from Memphis who was in a relationship with Norman, told Hill that he would lure Montgomery outside outside the home in the city's greater vile neighborhood so Hill could shoot him. This is sick. This is sick. We are talking about grown adults plotting. I, I believe Andre might have been maybe 20 at the time. This is just sick. About 8 p.m., Hill arrived at the, ho at the home and Montgomery came outside a short time later an account supported by witnesses. Initially, Hill wasn't sure if the man who came outside the home was Montgomery, 
in order to confirm his identity, Hill asked Montgomery if he had any uh, any marijuana. At that point, Montgomery walked towards a vehicle and talked to someone inside whom Hill assumed was Ellis. Shortly after 8 p.m., as Montgomery was work, walking back towards the home, Hill called out to him. Montgomery walked towards Hill, who then shot him multiple times. So Andre didn't even see that coming at all. Minutes after the murder, Ellis called Norman and began driving to Memphis. Norman, who had flown to St. Louis from Los Angeles earlier that day, returned to California in the early morning hours of March 15, 2016. On March 16, 2016, Norman told Hill that he met with someone known to both Hill and Norman near the intersection of Chateau Avenue and Dillon Court, which is close to Hill's apartment in the housing complex. The person gave Hill a bag containing $5,000 and told Hill to keep, to keep their mouth quiet. Prosecutors said Hill discussed Montgomery's murder and subsequent payment in recorded calls with his brother who was in jail. Oh my goodness. Why would you be talking about a murder with somebody in jail when they record all jail? People, oh my God, people are stupid. Also, days following Montgomery's murder, Ellis deposited more than $9,000 in cash, um, part of the $10,000 that Norman allegedly paid her into multiple bank accounts in Memphis. A fourth person, Y.L. Rabib Yagman, Norman's insurance agent, is also charged with mail and wire fraud and several counts of aggravated identity theft. Prosecutors say that Yagnam, 44, helped Norman submit five separate applications for life insurance policies on Montgomery, all of which contained falsified information. Okay. After Montgomery's death, Norman, who also was charged with wire mail fraud, tried to collect 450, tried to collect a $450,000 policy that was ultimately that was ultimately issued a base policy of 200,000 as well as a $200,000 accidental death rider that would pay out in the event of Montgomery dying of something other than natural causes and a $50,000 rider that would pay out if Montgomery died within 10 years of the policy which was insured in 2014. So this entire situation is sickening when you really like get down to like the crooks of it. And the fact that this man was on that reality TV show, you know, just sitting there looking stonewall, looking like he really cared. This is his nephew. This is his brother's only child. This was his grandmother's like, well, she has two grandsons, but you know, he was one of them. Now the only grandson is little Timmy. You know, I just, I don't get this, all this for money. And the sad thing is they were making money off of these restaurants. He was just opening up so many restaurants that he couldn't keep up, but they were actually making money, not only from the show, but people going to go eat at Sweetie Pie's, you know? So the fact that he was this greedy, it just shows that he never cared about Andre. I mean, there was one episode where he was like beating up on Charles and Andre and they came, you know, literally almost in tears. To Miss Robbie, like he keeps talking to us crazy. He keeps beating on us. So that should have been a sign back then that he really did not like Andre for whatever reason. And maybe it's some type of animosity he had towards Andre's father. And he took it out on his nephew. So I don't know. But Tim Norman with them big hips, child, he's sick. 
He is sick. Um, let me see. Let me read the rest of these super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to get up out of here. Um, Yellow Shoelaces says, love you, T. Love you, too. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Amira says, YT is not letting me super chat. Love you, T. Um, for your tea sipper. It came through this time. So thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, Stacy W says they said Jada got an extra. Hold on, they said Jada got extra Pisha and shaved her mind. I'm not fooling with y'all. Y'all are a mess. Um, let's see here. Therapy Queen sent $200. Thank you so much, Therapy Queen. Appreciate you, love. She says, you two better stop playing with me. This is the third time I try to send a super chat. Thank you for this live and keeping little joys in my life coming. You are so welcome. And thank you for always supporting my channel. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Um, Sola sent five, says, hey, T, I'm 16. I've been watching you for some time now. I love your commentary. You're an inspiration to me. I would love to meet you one day. Thank you so much, Sola. I appreciate you. And thanks for coming through and supporting the channel. Um, let's see here. Lady Lex says legs and hips and jail time. I'm not fooling with y'all. <laughs> y'all singing that damn candy song. Yeah, he needs to rot in jail at this point. I mean, it's it's just it's one thing for him to have to have disdain for his nephew, but to do this whole plot with these grown adults. And for these adults to get involved, for this stripper to basically lure, you know what I'm saying, Andre out of the studio. And, you know, Andre had no idea what hit him. It's just, it's just sad. It's sad. Um, let's see here. Rain Supreme says, I've been a member since 2017. I used to listen with a guy. Well, left that man, but kept following you. Love you. I uh, love the vibe. Keep going, sis. Thank you so much, Rain. Thanks for coming through, sis. Thanks for supporting as well. Um, let's see here. Jay Renee says, I think something happened to Tim in prison and it changed him with those wide ass hips. I bet he was pretty popular. Yeah. And he went into prison really young and he did 10 years. Maybe something happened to him, but it just, it's just frightening. I mean, one day I went back and I binge watched the show from the beginning, just to see if I could like spot any signs. I don't know. He was just, he was really able to kind of hide that facade pretty well. I mean, he talked about his time in prison and, you know, even like at one point took everybody down to the old jail. Cause I guess, or the old prison, they had already shut it down. It was like condemned. And he took like Miss Robbie and a few family members there to show like how he lived, you know, why he did time in prison. You know, I have no idea. But the whole situation is just sick. I can only imagine what Miss Robbie's going through, you know, to lose both her sons and then her grandson. It's just insane. Um, but thank you for the super chat. Dark Princess 0475 says, hey, T, will your live show event be broadcast on YouTube live? And also, how do you feel about the girlfriend who dumped her cheating ex-mom's ashes? Um, it won't be broadcasted on YouTube live. You have to be live in attendance, so it won't be live. As far as the ashes, one of the videos, the one that went viral, that was staged. 
So they did say that that was staged, but there was a real woman who did in Texas dump out her ex-boyfriend's ashes and she's looking at the desecration of a body. So she's looking at jail time. So they're not playing. You know, I don't know. She got the idea from social media and thought it was funny, but she's looking at jail time. I, I just don't understand why you would do that. That's somebody's mother's ashes. I don't care how bad the situation was. If you guys are not together anymore, you're just not together. You don't play with somebody's ashes like that. So I don't feel bad for her at all. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Stan sent 10 says, hey, hey, T, I hope your day is well. Love from New Jersey. Did we ever get a nickname? Also, I want to say I saw Coldplay live this weekend. That's what's up. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's always fun to watch like your favorite bands live. So thank you for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, Tamira. Tamara says, hey, T, they have been saying that Rim had a hit out on his, that Tim had a hit out on his mother as well, making an insurance policy for $1 million allegedly. Child, he is disgusting. You know what? I heard something about that, but I didn't know if it was true or not, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he had money out on all those people, including Charles. You know, it's very scary. You would think that, you know, blood is supposed to be thicker than water. But in this case, you know, with blood like that, who needs enemies? It's scary. So thank you. Um, little Eye says, love you, T. Love you too, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Melissa Senten says, hey, T, I've been watching you for a while. This is my first time ever catching one of your lives. I love your spirit. You have a beautiful spirit inside out. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And thank you for the love, sis. Um, Tim Henderson sent $2, says Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan broke up. Any thoughts? Um, I don't care. <laughs> I could care less. Um, I'm not surprised. I didn't think the relationship was going to last. I just feel like a lot of times people in Hollywood, they get together for the optics. Lori is beautiful. Michael B. Jordan, you know, a lot of people love him. They look at him as a sex symbol. But then he had all those scandals with white women. So I feel like he got with Lori so he can be like, okay, look, I'm dating a black woman. Y'all get off my back. And for Lori, you know what I'm saying? He's a megastar. He's a, you know, an icon. So it's just another, you know, just another level up. She went from, you know, messing with ratchet rappers to Michael B. Jordan. So I feel like they were both using each other, you know. Um, but it seems like they broke up acclimably. If that's the word, there's no beef. He's not blasting her. She's not blasting him. So that's how it should be. You know, we can... They break up and still be adults. So, but as far as like, you know, people crying and oh, their couple goals and I looked up to them, you're not going to get that from me. I don't look up to adults. I don't look up to anybody as couple goals. Ever since, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, like when I was younger, they were couple goals to me. But child, over the years, that, that facade has crumbled. <laughs> that facade has crumbled. If Will and Jada... You know what I'm saying? They're going through all this bullshit. I refuse to let these new age millennium people be my couple goals. I just say good luck to everybody. Enjoy your relationships. You know what I'm saying? Do y'all take care of each other. You know what I mean? Try your best to maintain a healthy relationship. Put more energy into your own personal relationship than worrying about who's messing with who, who's dating who. Imagine if all these people who cry every time a celebrity breaks up, imagine if they put all that energy into their own relationships into their own boyfriends, into their own girlfriends, into their own wives and husbands. We wouldn't have all the divorces and breakups and single parent homes. 
Y'all be so worried about celebrities breaking up. Meanwhile, you ain't seen your husband. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm just saying. <laughs> it ain't funny. I'm just saying. So worried about these damn celebrities. Where's your husband? He ain't been home in three days. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm that now. Look at him out of here. I'm clowning, y'all. I'm clowning. All right. I've been out here for an hour and uh, 47 minutes. We have over 11,000 people in here. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all for the likes. Thank y'all for coming through. Thank everybody for the super chats. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this stream. Yeah, the shade, honey, the shade. <laughs> Why are we so obsessed with everybody else? Be obsessed with your husband and your wife. Okay? <laughs> they only show up together at church. That's it. Monday through Friday, they're living in different houses. But they come to church together every Sunday. <laughs> so on that note, you guys, y'all have a good evening. I will talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, y'all, once again for coming through. I really appreciate you guys. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.